0: Dun, dun 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 Today, ladies and gentlemen, it's a very special show. We've named the show today Apps versus DApps, The Efficiency of Bitcoin. I'm here myself, Shen Booth, Spain, and I'm here with Brandon Lee.
1: Say hi, Brandon. Hi, everybody. How are we this evening? Well, it's wherever you are, whatever time of day it is. It is late evening here in Brisbane, Australia. Uh it's currently twelve minutes to ten PM.
0: So and uh what's a, tell a, tell us a little bit about why we're doing this
1: show today then buddy Um well I guess so uh we did we did a show uh about what about 14 15 hours ago um, shitcoin weekly uh, and we were having a look at some documents that came out over the last week that explained some of the issues that they're having in the development of the current roadmap for ethereum and how that process has kind of stalled oh we've got um, someone in
0: just pause for ooh. a second there brendan
2: what's your name <laughs> where are you from hi uh, Hassan speaking how are you doing brendan yeah good thank you sam how are you oh Hassan. yes hi Hassam, hello Hassan. ah uh, pretty good um uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. We're just we're just having a bit of a quick intro. Just pause, mute yourself, and then we're going to bring you in, and you can have a good chit chat with us.
2: Okay, okay.
1: All Carry right. on, Brendan. Yeah. So we had a chat this morning about um, issues with the Ethereum roadmap, um, the current uh, Constantinople uh, upgrade, which has been in planning for quite a while. I saw an update uh, today. They have actually rescheduled that now for the twenty fifth. Of February, so popcorn out, everybody. Um, let's let's see if they actually get there. Um, so, but tonight, what uh, we were looking to do is try to get people to come and join us who actually have experience developing on Ethereum. Um, because I don't, I don't know about you, Shem. I am not a developer, um, but there are a lot of developers out there who have used. Uh, at least Ethereum, and I would hope to get someone who's used both, who could tell us about uh, the differences between the two platforms. So, yes. So it's a pretty now open we, chat today, isn't it? And I think
0: it's quite, open. We we've had quite a lot of messages and tweets and whatnot from the back of yesterday's show. Um, obviously, uh-huh. we've we've kind of connected with a lot of people out there and resonated. Um, you know, with with a lot of people questioning um you know the future especially with prices low bear market and the continuing um, breakdown of price and and a lot of vaporware you know there's a lot of promises in the crypto space by lots of different currencies and not much to show for it now um i suppose i suppose first of all uh, you know i'd like to bolt on to the end before you carry on there brendan you know um Mm -hmm one of the things that we're so excited about in the BSV space is the openness of of development and ideas and how Mm. people can participate and, and bring their own unique skills. And we're, you know, already day to day it's quite normal in our telegram groups, that sort of thing. There's a lot of communication and people kind of beavering along, aren't they? That people are working on different things. you what kind of things are you seeing around that, Brendan?
1: Oh, look, I mean, I, um, Hang on a second. I'm just actually retweeting your tweet announcing this, um, and I'm just going to share. Please uh, do everyone this. out there. if you Yeah, could. yeah. I'm just going to share this link um, out there with everybody um, because I know people, this is something that interests yeah. a I lot mean, of people. It,
0: there's a lot of things. People are talking about businesses, kind of shops opening up, um, kind of competitors to some of the mainstream things we see online. Um, so, hence yeah. the reason for this show: apps versus DApps. So I suppose the question is for anyone
1: new out there: DApps. What What are DApps? Yeah. So, uh, a, a DApp is something that runs on uh, like a one of these networks that runs as a virtual machine, where the entire application is encapsulated within the node. Valid, well, within the, they call them validators. Within the validator, and all of the information processing that that application does happens everywhere uh, that that coin is being mined, and so that's that's why they call it a distributed app because the pr- processing of what happens inside that app is distributed across the whole network and and replicated in in. Multitudinous locations. Um, so on Ethereum, you know, you've got like five thousand nodes out there, or whatever. Uh, your actions within your app are replicated five thousand times, and people compete to win the gas that you pay for processing that. Um, now, then, additionally, any any transactions that result from whatever decisions come out of that processing are also processed on the network. So the major difference between that and Bitcoin uh, is that on Bitcoin, all of that stuff that's happening inside that that virtual machine environment actually happens off-chain in a a completely um, separate system. And it's only when you need to make a decision to perform an exchange, to uh, take an action that needs to be recorded that you go onto the blockchain and, and push out a transaction. And so that's really that that whole uh, difference in efficiency. So you actually have a lot of freedom to to do things in very different ways and to take a very broad scope with whatever it is you're building uh, rather than being constrained by uh, by the cost of gas, by trying not to put stress on that virtual machine, by trying to, you know, work within the confines of that system. You know, it's a very small box that they have you in there. And and so that, that to me is the core difference. But now we have a guest here. We have Hassam, uh, who I've um, uh, had some back and forth with over the last few days. Um, Hassam... Would you like to, to introduce yourself to, to everybody?
2: Yeah. Sure, go right ahead. Uh, Hosam, uh, I'm uh, an old YouTuber, uh, I'm an old, sorry, Bitcoiner since 2012. Uh, I'm working uh, through uh, many projects right now. Uh, I would like to to share my um, uh, experience about uh, the, the app through the uh, Ethereum. Uh, well, um you can bring it to the for example to any uh, HTML five games, for example. Mm-hmm. So you can bring it as app, and uh, you can bring the people. Uh, to uh, play with this game, but it doesn't matter that you can download it from, for example, from uh, App Store or from uh, Google Play. So you can directly go to the uh, uh, decentralized application browser, like Trust Wallet, for example, in Ethereum. So uh, whether you can start, buying tools or, or for example, um, war, war stuff. So you can buy it through the uh, Ethereum. Um, the, the problem with Ethereum, we said that the gas is, uh, each time the, the growth of the games are coming, so the gas is going up. So the people will go uh, out of this game and searching for another game just to st- uh, start not to paying another uh, thing, uh, uh, more, more gas uh, pay. Uh, uh, from um, the gambling uh, situation in Adapts are growing. each game, sure there's a lot of games. You can go to Dapple. And you will find a lot of uh, uh, dApps for Ether and uh, TRX and uh, EOS. Most of the games are uh, financial, uh, let's say, uh, Ponzi scheme uh, games. And the most important one, I remember, um, it's not the marketing. I don't recommend any kind of gambling play. but. If you remember that Tomo uh, 3D uh, game, uh, they uh, it's it's said that we are not Ponzi, but we are an exit scam. Right. So yeah. So can I just
1: um, yeah can I just go back to what you said at the beginning there? So to to play uh, these apps or these dApps, you you load them up in a a DAP browser. And so that browser actually opens a window into the Ethereum or whatever uh, network you're using, opens a window into that virtual machine, and your app then runs across the network. Is that a a good way of putting it? Yes. So in a situation like what you had with with CryptoKitties uh, back at the beginning of last year, uh, where all of a sudden you have thousands of people at once all logging in through these browsers sure. and accessing the game and you will link your
2: wallet you'll link your wallet with the dapps sure sure yes you link your wallet to the yeah DAP, yeah that,
1: that. and and but the dapps are all then consuming gas um, and fighting for the processing capacity of the network
2: yeah and that's why the, uh, last year if you remember that uh, small dapps like cryptokitties caused uh, uh, like uh, a debt network to to the ethereum network
1: yeah it I was, was um, trying to to send uh, some tokens around at the time and um, it it was not uh, it was almost unusable I couldn't see my transactions I couldn't see my
2: tokens yeah um, you will find a lot of errors in the network and the, the, mm-hmm. the problem that when you just check for example the ether scan you will find fault 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 and or error transaction
3: <coughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it doesn't <coughs> it doesn't happen in in whole networks how how, how come yeah and in the well, end in the end um, i think uh, uh the the ethereum ceo say i love crypto kitties really they've just break break you down break your network down and uh, yeah. just show how Ethereum uh, blockchain is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy that uh, such a, an innocent seeming application, you know, a, a game trading like, like, a, like almost like a Pokemon or something like that um, could have such a profound impact on the performance of the network. And it, it really then makes you question, well, what happens when we start having uh, really legitimate uh, financial and, uh, you know, other applications that are trying to do, you know, things that require a large amount of processing? And that, you know, those that could be anything. What happens when those eventually make it into this environment? Uh, and how is the network going to handle that? And that to me is the real risk that Ethereum has going forward is that um, it is not going to be able to handle what people are going to demand from it. Um, And, you know, I'm sure that even since last Christmas, there's hundreds of people out there building stuff, building projects on Ethereum, and uh, we're going to start seeing those all coming out, you know, in the next while,
2: and they're all just Uh going to add to that burden. I would like to mention about something also, uh, about scamming people through the dApps. For example, you know EOS? Oh, yeah. Now uh, they are making um, uh, a code and uh, and exchanges through uh, their dApps. So, uh, you know, I I cannot make a decentralized uh, 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 exchanging between BTC, for example, or BSV through the... Uh, eos so what's the uh, reflection what they are doing okay i will bring uh, a token i and i will call it btc and i will say that i backed this token in btc <laughs> so if you want to buy it you can buy it through the eos uh, network so well, it i guess kind of-
1: yeah it's kind of the weirdest way of doing things it's like uh you know, if you can't use the Bitcoin network, you can use the EOS network, but you can use it to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Sure, buddy.
2: Okay. You know that, huh? We'll see you. Continue. And I'm, I'm uh, joining you through the YouTube right now. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> okay. We've yeah. also-, also got
0: Dave. We've also got Dave. Would you like to say hello, Dave? Or oh, Unless Dave's not here. Is Dave here?
3: Yeah.
0: Thank you, Hassan, by the way. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Dave, are you there? Dave's not there at the moment. <laughs> Dave's, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I can't do that. <laughs> now, that's a really relevant point that you've just said there about, um, you know, the crypto kit is, is an example for the throughput. And this is what, going back to our conversation yesterday and, yeah. you know, the other week, wasn't it? That that what we're trying to do here. Is um, you know talk about you know the 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 capability and capacity of currently working um,
1: technology. So uh, we've had a question come through, uh, and which which kind of relates to this, uh, from Stein uh, Ludwigson which is where does gas come from? And. Um, I, look, my understanding of this is, is pretty perfunctory, but I, I, I think I, I, I understand it. So basically gas is uh, based on the number of calculations that your app takes to process while it's doing its thing on the network. And so gas is priced at a rate in the ethereum equivalent of satoshis which i think is called like like gwei or gwei or some some weird thing um and so they say like a certain number of gwei per uh, iteration and and the that price per iteration is what fluctuates and what what makes gas more or less expensive and so you're actually just paying ethereum but the rate at which you're paying is not constant so it's not like it's a bit like fees in, in BTC. You know, the, the fees might be $1. One day could be $10 the next. Um, it's very similar with Ethereum. But it's, it's basically a cost that you pay um, for your process to take up execution time in the Ethereum virtual machine. And it competes with all of the other instances of all of the other apps that are using that Ethereum network at the same time. Um So
0: Uh, let's say hello to our um, second guest. Brilliant stuff there, Brendan. Eric, would you like to introduce yourself and um, tell us who you are and introduce yourself, my friend? Hello, Eric.
1: I think you're uh, on mute.
0: Take that mute off, baby. There we go. by the way, Eric, I hope you're not driving there. <laughs> Eric, please introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do, and that sort of thing.
3: So, hi. I'm Eric van Vilsen. I, I am an investor in Bitcoin SV. And uh, I help it grow. To grow. And um, I'm helping uh, to get people... Uh, accepting it and uh, slowly adopting to it
0: fantastic Great. and how are you feeling being a bsv investor how does it feel compared to perhaps a year or two ago with other crypto coins
3: your video is off
0: my video is off that's true
1: let me show you my other video
3: boom Boom,
1: I was back. I was enjoying the nice, pretty patterns. <laughs>
0: Me too. <laughs> so, Eric, answer my question, my friend. How does it feel being a BSV holder? What's different about the space? What are you enjoying?
3: Um, I'm not really enjoying this. I am just <laughs> focusing on uh, real world uh, usage.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. sure sure and in terms of um
1: uh apps versus d apps um uh, what what are your thoughts like how do you see uh how the the fundamental differences between the way bitcoin operates and and these other networks um that are out there at the moment No comment. Okay. So what uh, what would you like to talk about Eric? Because that's what well, we're here to discuss I've met,
3: today. I've met you personally in, uh, in yeah. Tokyo. Yes. You remember? Yes, I do. When?
1: Uh, I think I met you again in, uh, in London recently.
3: Were you at the CoinGeek conference? Yeah, you're right. We did. Uh, I think we. I'm not so sure actually. If I if I met you there, can't remember. I'm pretty sure one. we did. Yeah, but I remember buying something off you in uh, in Tokyo. Sure. Yes, Your a, card. a kit. A, uh, the card kit. Yes. Exactly. I had a question.
2: Uh,
3: why did you leave Coinspice? Coinspice. That guy in Australia. Yeah, the guy in Australia that you were really close to. I was never part of Coin Spice. No, but this guy who was uh, like super pro Bitcoin uh, Cash and that early well, he, days in the early stadium.
1: He is still super pro Bitcoin Cash um, and super anti Bitcoin SB. And um, I we have we we still talk. I went to his last meetup. Um, he was unable to make it to to mine um, because he was away, but uh, you know we're still friends. So yeah, there's there's not really anything happening there. It's just that uh, we're supporting different networks at the moment. So
0: next question, come yeah. on, buddy. Any, it's going a bit slow. Yeah? Anything, anything else, Eric?
3: <laughs> well. Um, no, not really. There's no other questions just about that. Okay. I was wondering there is nothing else actually that but, but first things like I know that you're in in the early days uh, you're not from the early days of bitcoin
1: uh no, that's true,
3: and you really just jumped the boat like just recently and now SV and I'm trying to figure this part out. Actually, how?
1: I'm sorry, Erica. I'm I'm having trouble. You, what what is it that you are, are trying to 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 ask or say? Because otherwise, we might have to have to
3: move on. Well, okay. Um. I would say move on because uh, I just, I had a few, that's actually a question, but you didn't really fully put the whole thing in picture. I still have. Oh, well,
1: I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you're actually asking. Like,
0: I think his uh, signals breaking out. Let, let, let me, um, let me add a bit of context to that. Right. So obviously a lot of people come from all different spaces. So that's quite humorous, actually. <laughs> that's what happens when you just share it out on social media um no that's a genuine question though um listen it doesn't matter when someone's from whether they're from the 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 beginnings of bitcoin or whether they were from next last week of bitcoin what matters about is about what the project someone is supporting okay um um and we was actually talking about this subject um after our show yesterday wasn't it brendan about our it own was. crypto personal journeys. So so let's answer that's that right. for that gentleman and anyone else out there. Obviously sure. we're not we're not here to contest anyone individually or personally. This isn't nothing personal. We are people excited about the technology and about the potential application of Bitcoin, the real Bitcoin, that's Bitcoin SV. We in yes. this space are focused purely on the on the the technological underpinnings, the underbelly of what actual Bitcoin can do rather than a speculative asset, okay? So no one's got any bad beef with anyone whether that's in the community or outside the community we're purely interested in how to get global money um i think what we need to do is is focus back on what Bitcoin is and restudy Bitcoin. And Mm. it's easy to get very lost in, you know, um, personalities, this person, that person, this person was hanging with this person, or this person isn't working in the same team, or this person's moved on to a different chain. What it's about, ladies and gentlemen, I'll say it very clearly here, is is it's about focusing on a project that's going to transform the world for the benefit. Of humanity so that's moving beyond our own personal um prejudices. that's moving on um abo- above and beyond speculation and moving on to stuff that actually works and that's why we're doing this show really so so mm. i mean you know I, I i don't know if that that kind of answers that gentleman's question you know pe- people move on you know i i myself uh, was with a lot of bitcoiners pre-hash war i in my mm. medium article i couldn't help but but want to get involved in the BSV space. The more I read about Craig, Dr. Craig Wright's material, I saw a mm-hmm. consistent man who believed in the technology, had a very clear vision of what... Bitcoin was supposed to and meant to be, i.e. value and cash Mm -hmm. principle together, as opposed to just um, speculative value, which we are often talking about in the BSV space of how a lot of cryptos in the cryptocurrency scene are based on speculation. They're based on the promise of a technology occurring 18 months down the line, three years or once all the VC money has been spent. And, And we're not interested in that. BSV is in a fantastic space, ladies and gentlemen, because it's enabled us to clear the slate clean, to Mm -hmm. focus, refocus on actually getting Bitcoin SV, Bitcoin to scale. Right. Because we've spoken about this before, haven't we, Brendan? And it's a big narrative within the BSV space. Mining revenue. We saw a 10 percent of mining come off Bitcoin BTC to, you know, uh, to to, and 50 percent the price dropped down. That led to questions of whether price follows mining, mining follows price, et cetera, et cetera. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no way the current economic principle that's underlining uh, Bitcoin, um, BTC, is going to survive it. It's not going to survive. The miners cannot afford to keep burning energy to generate BTCs. They can't. That's why the price is going down. Institutional Investors and businesses scared away because of the proliferation and fragmentation in the market. They're scared away because there's no, they don't know whether to trade crypto. They don't know whether to build assets and products on it. And this is what we're trying to communicate to the business and enterprise world and anyone out there that's a holder of BSV. And that goes for the resto cryptocurrency as well. We in the BSV camp are trying to communicate to you, ladies and gentlemen out there and say, guys, girls, we've got a stable platform scalability security and what was the other s i can't remember right now but it doesn't matter so this is what we're trying to do on these kind of shows we're not interested about arguing the toss with people about this that and the other we want everyone to unite under one coin bitcoin satoshi's yeah. vision it's as simple as that that's that's how i feel about it brandon so if someone kind of asked me a question like that i do you know that's how i feel about it um, we're not here to contest anyone we're here to unify. We're here to unify. Well,
1: I, I, I guess I, I think what Eric was, was trying to say is how did I get here what, who, and who am I, what, what, why am I the one talking about this? And, and just to address that, so, you know, I'm an engineer. Uh, I've worked in technology my entire career. I uh, was in a position where I had a lot of time to, to study and I started learning about Bitcoin. And this was in August of 2017. Um, I bought BTC, um, I bought Ethereum, I bought Ripple. I didn't know anything about them. I just thought, I got to get into this. I need to know what's happening. Um, and then I started learning. And within about three or four weeks, um, I really came down on uh, uh, So I bought in after Bitcoin Cash Fork came down and realised this is all fake. Uh, I, was, I was debating Segwit on Reddit with somebody and it was very interesting. They called me an idiot and I'm very confident that I am not an idiot and I realised what was happening here is this guy's not actually calling me an idiot to make me feel like an idiot. He's calling me an idiot to make all of the people who don't actually know what we're discussing believe that I'm an idiot. Um, and that the whole uh, social media around Bitcoin was under this very deep and very strong mind control. And, um, you know, that is, is very much still the case. And pretty much since that moment, I've made it my business to try to break that mind control, to get people to think bigger um, so I've written um, some articles which you've read, uh, Shem, where I go into uh, you know a hundred years of Bitcoin, what we can expect um, over the next you know several decades of of scaling, and where does that data handling capability of a network that can do kind of these unbounded things take us, and and what does that do for for humanity? Um, you know, and I'm an engineer, so I'm a builder. I love, I love building things. I love getting my hands on stuff. Um, I, I I was lucky enough to meet uh, James Belding. He came to the meetup that I run um, and became part of Tokenized, um, which which most of you would probably be aware was the lucky recipient of the CoinGeek Prize. Um, it's been my great honor to 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 be part of that team. Um, we we still we're working extremely hard to make that the best token platform in the world uh, when that comes out, uh, and that's going to be soon. And I think when people see it, they're going to be blown away by just how how utile it is, how simple it is to create, distribute, use, and manage tokens all completely outside of a distributed app environment. So, uh, you know, this... And this is one of the things that we, we had this talk today about discussing was apps versus dApps and the difference in functionality between tokenized and, say, Ethereum. So in Ethereum, the entire platform is built around handling those tokens. On Bitcoin, and we're tokenized, tokenized... So Bitcoin is a cash layer. It's a rock-solid scalable highly highly scalable cash layer. tokenized uses one small piece of that which is the data carrier layer uh, to as our entire protocol like to hand our messaging format back and forth uh, we are external to Bitcoin um, in that way so we are on Bitcoin um, but it's it's really it's encapsulated in it in it's, it, it is its own thing. And, and can, um,
0: can I ask? Um, I mean, if, if crypto, if we made Dungeons and Dragons or Crypto Kitties or something like that on BSV, right? I mean, and, yep. and we had the kind of massive uh, usage that we saw last Jan, right? Literally uh-huh. tomorrow. Do you, do you think BSV, how would it handle
1: it compared to? So here's, this- here's the core difference, right? So say, say you've got Crypto Kitties, all of a sudden you've got 50,000 people who flock to Crypto Kitties. And they, they open up CryptoKitties. They download CryptoKitties, the app, from the App Store. Um, on the Ethereum network, that meant that the Ethereum virtual machine had to create and serve 50,000 instances of CryptoKitties inside that virtual machine environment uh, and then handle all of the user requests, change the colors, do whatever. I never played it, so I don't know what, what they actually did um, but whatever that was, all of that was handled within the Ethereum network. So not only are those people waiting, uh, you know, they're, they're getting stuck in queues, it's it's taking a long time, it's actually costing them a lot of money as well to, to actually interact with that application. Um, when we do that on Bitcoin SV, we just have an app and it runs locally on the phone and maybe it talks to a... Um, uh, maybe it talks to a... Uh, a server. It, it would talk to a tokenized, or it wouldn't talk to a tokenized server. It would talk to maybe a CryptoKitty server. But then, at a moment where, say, you sell a a CryptoKitty, there would be a transaction that goes onto the blockchain that says Shem has sold his grey kitty with a white spot on its left eye uh, to Brendan, and that token would be moved from your wallet to my wallet. Um, and then uh, that is the efficiency there. Like, so instead of having to run all of that extra stuff uh, inside that VM, we just run it locally on the device. The wallet interfaces with the protocol, with the tokenized protocol, which runs on top of Bitcoin. Um, you know, a lot, a lot to to think about there in terms of the efficiency.
2: I, and, uh, I, I, see, uh, sorry I, I I came back uh, with uh, some um, of my uh, thoughts about the DAP uh, uh, regarding the uh the games uh, exactly the games industry mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know when i when I just download any game from um, App Store or uh, Google Play whatsoever, I start to pay money in this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. I start to pay uh, to pay money, and uh, I benefit nothing. I cannot even uh, take my money back from this game. Uh, regarding the DAP, if I start working in in any case, for example, any any kind of games in in this industry, uh, so I. I um, you know, all the games are putting you in, uh, let's say, uh, uh, in a box, mm-hmm. uh, and in psychology, inside, inside the VM. Yeah. <clears throat> so you will, you, you need to go from a level to another level. So mm-hmm. you are p- pushed, putting your money uh, to mm-hmm. turn up from a level to another level, uh, <clears throat> more speedy than the others or to be in the same level of your friends, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay, after uh, this, uh, this we call the Skinner box. Uh, a Skinner box that we push you uh, to change your uh, level. So you have to pay money for this. And when you are stuck in the uh, Skinner box, so you will start to pay money for, for us. The the DAP uh, uh, games are not in the same situation it will be more safe for for you for example if i got tired from this game and i want to quit so i can sell my stuff in this game yes to anybody in in less price or in high prices than it uh, it is so uh, th- this is the exactly or or for example why i'm 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 just playing for nothing for example, if I just imagine that the PUBG game is in DAP, for example, mm-hmm. so why the winner won't take money for, uh, for his win? So it will be more, uh, let's say, attractive if I enter a game mm-hmm. and I win and I got um, money for, for, for this game, other oh, yeah, than I pay money for each game I'm played. Well, of course. I mean, this is what was, we're waiting for.
1: Go,
0: go, on,
2: yeah. break
1: <clears throat> I, I think I was just going to say exactly what you just said. You know, I think I think um, monetizing uh, pay per play games and and integrating payouts for the winners and things like that is, is going to be a huge part of of what's going to come. Uh, and because Bitcoin does allow that fluidity of money, you know, you can move. Tenths of a cent between people, you know, extremely quickly, um, and it costs next to nothing. Um, so you can actually, rather than than everybody pays. So I pay normally. What happens is I pay five dollars into a pot, and a thousand other people pay five dollars into a pot. So they have five thousand dollars. Then they have a database that handles that says, "Oh, you've got ten cents, and you've got five cents, and he's got a dollar." And and if you ever want to withdraw. It's just, it set, takes the amount from the database and gives you that much. Uh,
2: but we should now, take on, on this situation. to real money. Uh, we, we should take, take uh, uh, a point of view from this situation. If we want mm-hmm. to start this kind of games uh, through the DAP, we should take, uh, take care about mixing between a gambling and playing a game. Well, this is where the new. This is why
0: BSV is building us uh, with the stable kind of infrastructure being set up mm. is allowing developers to um, to be able to build the businesses and future, um, you know, market makers of tomorrow. You know, you. Uh, I think we all agree that that virtualized digital assets can be broken down into Bitcoin, um, and then reassembled back into a digital asset are going to be, you know, really valuable. You know, in-game currency. In- you know the first game to use bsv as an in game currency or something like that where you can do microtransactions and sell virtual objects you know like i don't know you make make a crystal sword you know and sell it for two B- bsv and yeah. it's an individual cryptographic crystal sword that no one else has got in the virtual universe we all get excited about that because it's it's rather we we've seen how first life did
2: try to do the linden
0: dollars it didn't yeah, really just work imagine
2: that i put a special offer that this crystal sword will be in one bsv for a limited time and it is a limited edition uh sword
0: yeah, and so, I, I think we're all getting excited about it. I
2: can sell, sell this crystal. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that's going to be a whole new economic um, uh, structure that grows, that will be worth billions in a, for 10 oh, yeah. 15 years. You know, in game, people will be doing, uh, will be earning revenue and earning mm. money to live playing virtual games oh, yeah. uh, on a greater Was scale it- than ever before. I think I think what yeah. what what Brendan you're highlighting and what's a real reoccurring theme in this show is that This is why we need a solid infrastructure to build these businesses and games on, because we was running for Ethereum's sharding that's occurring and all the different Mm. problems with their governance system and economic model that underpins the very fabric. You know, it was earlier we were talking about the gas problem in Ethereum, you know, and and also with it it jamming the network, you know, um, um, the difficult and faults in the coding um that's not going to enable the stable protocol level for these mm. new mm. businesses to emerge. that are thinking mm. of these innovative games, whereas at the moment, because we're in the early days of BSV, BSV, but, you know, the real Bitcoin has only been around for three months. You know, um, it's so early that we're in first mover advantage. That's why the, the I'll, people just co- re- I'll,
1: I'll just correct you there. No, you're right. The real, B- right. The real Bitcoin, Bitcoin has been around for 10 years now. But it's only been on the network we call BSV for the last three months.
0: <laughs> let me get my picture to show that.
1: There we go. That's, that's, the, exactly picture.
0: Right. that's the picture. That's the picture. And uh, let me let me just focus on that while we're talking. It, you know, th- this is why by us having the stable protocol. I mean, I, if I was a business that's got wants to invest twenty million into building a virtual game that's going to be built on tokenized and going to be using virtual, um, you know, currencies and virtual, um, you know, objects. There's no way I'm going to want to invest that on a currency that's constantly changing. And that's why by us Mm. going back to basics, setting up that stable base layer is enabling, you know, the developers of tomorrow. And that's what this shows about, isn't it really? It's about how can we build new and exciting technologies on back on Bitcoin again, you know, rather Mm. than, on Ethereum, like it was with Vitalik, you said uh, yesterday, Brendan, didn't you? That originally he was going to build Ethereum on Bitcoin, but he didn't. That's right. It, it, it because well, of core, they, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah. They they actively took steps to prevent him from being able to do that. Um, and it's we've started to see similar stuff happening on ABC. Um, you know, with there's, there's been a few rules that they've implemented that really don't have uh, a good point for being there other than that they actually limit functionality. Um, and so why, why put them there? Like, what's the point of that? Um, you know, this is what I love about SV. It's literally all those developers are, are, are doing is removing limits, like undoing this, pulling that apart, making this work 10 times faster, you know this bottleneck, that bottleneck, this limit, that limit. It's all just being peeled away, and and the real Bitcoin is being allowed to come out. Um, and 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 that's going to be, you know that's what we need. Um, so that's there's a couple so of exciting. questions.
0: There's a couple of questions, Brendan, in there. How will BSB yeah. coincide with governments? Just look on our.
1: How will it? Uh,
0: can, can you see in YouTube there? A couple of questions. Uh, Jan 2, uh, Litecoin Lucky. Great to see you. Super dupe, duperties, Great to Definitely see you there. By the way, guys, ladies and gentlemen, download cent B, Pop your wallet below. I'll send you a cent, and we'll show you right now how fast lightning transactions work without lightning network it works right now you do not need to wait 18 months people (laughs) all right this stuff works right now and anyone that's used bitcoin in 2009 they will have a pleasant surprise because it's just like the early days of using bitcoin you can use those beautiful legacy addresses and you can send micro units of bitcoin which is phenomenal and you know the confirmation times are bananas so uh, anyone pop your wallet id below i'll throw you a cent there and just show you how we can do that. But just see if you can answer that question, Brendan. Um, yeah. So,
1: um, so the question was, how does Bitcoin, I, I haven't actually managed to find the question, but how does Bitcoin uh, work within government or, or something to that effect? Right. Um, so, I mean, there's a thousand ways that Bitcoin uh, can work for government. Um, there's, there's a few that I really love. Um, so, so think about uh, if you are doing transactions in Bitcoin or even in a fiat currency that has been tokenized on top of Bitcoin, uh, and we can do this with tokenized, um, is to be able to radically change the way tax is handled in merchant stores. So um, I know in, in the UK, Shem, you guys have value-added tax, here in Australia, we have a goods and services tax. In the United States, they have all the different states have sales taxes and, and things like that. Bitcoin can really make that much more efficient for merchants to handle and also for government. So, because currently, what normally happens is you as a merchant, uh, people come into your shop, they buy stuff. On the, on the docket, it says, you know, $12 plus in Australia it would be $12 plus $1.20 GST. It's 10% extra. Uh, the merchant takes $13.20. They put that in the till and they do that for uh, a whole three months, so for a quarter of the year. And then at the end of that period, they have to go back through all of their receipts and work out exactly how much money they took that was allocated to GST. And then they have to pay that to the government. What
2: Bitcoin uh, allows if If, if you remember, all... Brenda, sorry, sorry for... Uh, if you remember that I have uh, opened uh, this uh, speech in uh, uh, last time in Slack about the stock market. And sure, uh, yeah. how, how could BSV could be uh, the heart of the next generation of stock market? Because, uh, for example, if I am uh, a government... Uh, uh and uh, and i gave you a, a, a small example of um uh, the the shares of uh, aramco uh, right. in saudi arabia so if i want to just to put those uh, shares in any stock market in the world famous stock market like mm-hmm. like new york or tokyo whatsoever i will be As I am a country, I will have a lot of enemies, and those enemies, maybe they are not uh, the enemy of the the market I I selected. So um, they might buy all the stocks in that market, and after that, they will say, Okay, I have shares with you, so uh, in this kind of company, I would like to lead or a chair to, to vote. And they uh-huh. might also destroy your company just for having this nail inside this company. Uh, so uh, the, 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 the way that you answered me like, la- last time that, uh, okay, uh, the issuer will have a key and also the government uh, s- uh, sector uh, who is uh, following the market mm-hmm. have a key if you want mm-hmm. to sell or to buy your shares in this company. Mm-hmm. So that will make the government more happy to work in BSV because it will be uh, an international stock market in the first time, yep. and in the same uh, time it will be safe for them that uh, to put their rules in whatsoever they want.
1: Absolutely, stability. Answer that, Brendan. Exactly right. So it um, it gives the government to have uh, the the ability to. Have much more oversight over what's happening in the markets, and and to um, have those regulations in place, and make sure that those regulations are are, are being met. And uh, but to also do that in a much more efficient manner. So so jumping back to what I was saying before about taking tax at the point of sale, you know, imagine being able to collect the GST instantaneously as part of every single transaction. So then at the end of the month, there's no need to go back and reconcile, you know, because every single receipt has that tax taken out. It's a very similar situation here. The government is right there when you process that share transaction. If there is a capital gains tax to be paid on top of that, you can process that as part of the exact same action. Um, Another example is, um, so here in Australia, when uh, when you build or renovate a house, you have to get the Master Builders Association to co-sign the contract with the builder. Uh, Well, now what you can actually do is you can set the Master Builders Association up as a third-party signatory to your contract. So in the event that your contract goes into arbitration, um, you know, normally if all, everything goes well between you and the builder, the Master Builders Association don't need to know anything about what you're doing. But as soon as there's a problem, you can bring them in and say, well, this guy hasn't finished painting the wall. I don't want to pay him the money. And the Master Builders Association can say, yes, well, that's correct. Um, you don't have to pay him money or or if money's already exchanged hands, they can put some of that money back from the builder or, or however that, that's going to work. But um, it allows you to bring oversight into every transaction in, in all these different areas of, of the economy. So, yeah. And, it's and,
2: a... and that's exactly why uh, we are talking about BSV token. Mm. Uh, let's say in the future, it's different than the others. Let's say about uh, Ethereum token or uh, whatsoever, if you just look at the miserable strategy of the ICOs, happened in out uh, uh for example in any kind of uh those uh shi tokens or coins uh so we are talking about uh, uh okay they started you have to do the kyc and the aml and uh, a lot of things but after the the ico done you can just Trans- transfer your token to any god damn, uh wallet in the world without mm-hmm. uh, following or knowing who has these tokens so the security token cannot work in any blockchain but Bitcoin SV because yes. we are forwarding and we can managing those tracking uh, those to- those tokens and we cannot move them Without uh, uh, securing that you are transferring them to, uh, uh, let's say, a real person first, maybe you want to uh, manipulate the, the the market so you can just uh, with your gangs transfer all the tokens to one wallet. So you are you you will say hand off. I- I'm out of this. Um, and in the same time, uh, in BSV you cannot do that. Absolutely, when you agree. Want to I, I, think, I your think security token. You have to take a permission from the issuer or from the uh, yeah. state. That's I I'm correct. A-
0: I, I think I think one of the things that really um kind of gets me excited in and bullish and a lot of people misreads, particularly Craig Wright's comments on the issue, um, about the legality and um honest system that Bitcoin brings. And a lot of people don't realise how that when governments and businesses are using um, you know, a BSV the Bitcoin chain and they're using it and building on it and using its flow of money, it actually cuts bureaucracy, it speeds efficiency, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's the paper trail, whether it's document management, there's so many different ways that a business and government can utilize BSV. I'm not just shilling that. I'm actually trying to get people to think about how they can actually use it, you know, and, um, and, and, because if you could lock in documents and streamline them and if you could store data or mm. you can verify identity or you can track the honest flow of money, it's going to make a more stable. And this is stable money. We know that Bitcoin is a stable, hard form of money and BSV is fast, stable money that's valuable. So it's not like Bitcoin that can't does four transactions a second. BSV is going to be, you know, Terranode. We're going to be doing millions, billions of transactions a day with data on but you know that's going to enable capabilities that we've never ever before had in the world or humanity ever had such an interesting important time we live in ladies and gentlemen because when governments and businesses start to capitalize on the actual technology and build on bitcoin and use its uh, liquid fluidity Uh, as money because it's a first money and then it's other things on top right and and uh, yeah csw dr Dr. right is always arguing that bitcoin is money and still governments ain't sure and businesses ain't sure is it a money or is it an asset is it a stock just pause yourself there buddy um um they're not sure how to see it and once we we kind of um that 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 dam is broken and we've got that awareness out mm. to those businesses and government you know that this is you can follow the paper trail there'd be less bribery there'd be less mm. um hidden money there'd be less illegal activity these are only good things for society in the world we could only imagine how a world powered by Bitcoin would be. It would be faster, less bureaucracy, more honesty. It would be quicker. I can't stand paperwork, uh, paperwork, you know. Um, (laughs) I I don't know about you guys, but I'm just the worst with paperwork. And it's the bane of my life. We're supposed to be in a paperless office in the 21st century. And, you know, there's mountains of paper and, you know, signatures need sign in. And, you know, we're talking about a future where things could be cryptographically secured, you know, and Passed through tokens, rev- you know, meaning this that, and they are connecting different systems within businesses. So we haven't even begun, be, even begun to utilize. Um, the capabilities of Bitcoin in in the broader economic and, and business, you know, these shit coins and alts, excuse my French, um, they, they're they trying to do that, but they're failing. They're falling on their face. They're promising that they're going to be the distribute ledger technology of tomorrow, blockchain, blockchain, blockchain. It's, it hasn't worked. I, I've went to over seven conferences last year where everyone was, um, you know, strapping a, a, a DLT on their business, you know saying their business is worth 350 million and there's no way their business was worth 350 million and it's just so we're seeing this the laws of nature are getting rid of all this we're having a market reset ladies and gentlemen this is my the, opinion
1: the, Tell the, biggest me what thing that's, the biggest thing that's happened so the genius idea that satoshi just nailed so well was the economic model of bitcoin right and he just got got that incentive structure so right that, you know, miners will come in, they will build the network, eventually it will grow into this self-sustaining system. Um, and what's happened is instead of taking that genius idea and building upon it, we have just had uh, 5,000 guys come in and copy it and say, oh, well, I'm going to copy it, but I'm going to make these two or three little tweets because, you know, I'm going to do it slightly different to Satoshi. And and really that, you know, it's... I mean, if imitation is the greatest form of flattery, Satoshi should be flattered as, as all out because he has so many uh, poor imitators out there. But um, the reality is until... Everybody's focus moves away from um, trying to make a million dollars from smashing out their own token and, and, you know, doing like a Ponzi or an exit scam, uh, like you so put so well, Hassan, um, <laughs> you know, and, and starts building on top of that, that genius layer, that economic incentive that's going to build that technological uh, network that we can all use it, we're not really going to move forward. Um, and so, but we're, we're really starting to see that now. So we've got people like the Unwriter. Um, there's a few other people who are now starting to build really cool stuff on top of what the Unwriter has created. So um, I saw a website the other day, which, which literally has a little text box and a money button. And so you can type in um, your name and then you can say, oh, I wish this year... Um, You know, something will happen. You know, I will get fifty oranges off my tree in the summer, or whatever you want. Um, And it records that wish forever on the blockchain, and it costs you like half a cent or something like that. And the point is not that that's an amazing application or anything like that, but the point is to see that we are start people are starting to learn and understand how to make use of that those layers that sit on top of that cash network. And it's going to be very quick to see uh, the next layer of applications that, that are going to come out on top of that. And, and so Tokenized, I think, will be one of the first, um, and you're, you're going to see some very cool stuff happen very, very quickly with that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm extremely excited to see what comes after that. I, I think we're going to see some amazing stuff it's going to happen really fast um, because as soon as we have the collective attention of everybody and they realize that, oh, actually, this is not about the casino. This is about building. Um, and that is where the focus changes to. Um you know, I, I think will things will will begin to to accelerate very very fast.
0: Yeah, and I I'll, add, I'll add to that. Wait, wait, hold on there, buddy. Sorry, I just mm. got to say, and this is how crazy the crypto market is. We've got a stunted, mutated BTC proclaiming to be Bitcoin that is three thousand dollars, and we've got the real Bitcoin working with more underlying utility to it at what f- fifty dollars. That's how crazy the crypto market is, ladies and gentlemen. That shows you that the crypto market isn't based on what actually works; it's what people think. It's people in the casino, and this is why we bang on about it a lot in the BSV space because it's refreshing to remind ourselves. Actually, you know, if 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 you ain't into crypto, if you're into crypto for the wrong reasons, people are going to get wrecked, and that's what we're seeing. Sorry, yeah, Saudi uh, crypto
2: I- go. Uh, I, I would like just to mention uh, about uh, uh, this generation of crypto, starting from 2009 until today. Uh, this is the 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 first generation of of crypto. The next generation uh, are um, uh, and most of them are working in exchange trading or something. The problem is that they are. Uh, addicted with this exchange market right now they are just uh, let's say magnetic uh, sleeping in this exchange they are looking at uh, the dreams that they built for example in the first of 2017 so they are addict, addicted with the with one of the coins that they saw itself is going skyrocketing so they could not understand about the scalability or about technology, or they are talking about money. They are gamblers in the end. This is the first generation. I think the next generation, we need to build it in the next 10 years also, who are thinking about doing business. We need those people. We need the generation that built in the in the past 10 years in BTC. Uh, we need them just to focus that there is a cryptocurrency, there is blockchain, there is blockchain technology, there is smart contract, whatsoever. But in the next generation, in these ten years, the next generation will think about doing their business uh, using uh, the only one real money is BSV and the related business uh, like tokens like uh, dabs like whatsoever
0: what a great comment there um i i'm just uh, thinking how are we doing on time are we okay for time everyone's not got to disappear
1: we've just lost your vocals there brendan you appear to have to... sorry there we go I, I had my mic on on mute um, I, I might have to go pretty soon
0: um, right. I think I think we're going to wrap up. But I like this format where we have people come on. I mean, it's a real yeah. pleasure to have you on Saudi crypto. And uh, do you know what? Your comments resonate very well with me. I know a lot of people mm. are feeling mm. the same thing and we're almost excited, you know, and and our, our dear friend, uh, uh, Eric von Velsen, who popped on earlier. You know, I I, th- I think we needed to answer those kind of things because a lot of people are still wondering, hey, you know, um, are you guys not talking to people? No, I, we've got friends everywhere. Um, but it's it's about focusing on what's working and it's about focusing on what's supposed to be actually happening. And um, you know, I, and I, we'll just shout out to Ed because I'm looking forward to him joining us on the show sometime. We will have to get him on, Brendan, isn't it? He says the whole yeah, casino yeah. shit will die off eventually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah, uh, we I'm hope so. To that, but,
0: and I think I think you're right, Saudi crypto. When you say you know the next ten years, you know, and that we're focusing on business and the rest of the world, you know, and and we can spend the next ten years trying to convince everyone else in crypto. Or we can go and target the rest of the world, the rest of the globe, you know. And I think that's where the growth is going to be, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's all about making stuff, doing your projects. If you're an investor, you know, you can help in other ways. If you, you know, um, help spread the word, learn more about what Bitcoin is, the fundamentals of it, the economic system. Um, We're seeing at the moment CSW coming out with a lot of stuff. Brendan, I'd like Mm. your comment on this quickly he's coming out with a lot of stuff at the moment talking about the early days of crypto clearly he is in the original development team you know we you don't get a better developer um team than that team and we've got that team on our coin so uh that's bullish for me
1: yeah that's that's very bullish i think um and to to see him coming out with those articles and uh you know he's all that he's said so far is stuff that he has already um, publicly shared in, in places like Slack and, um, you know, in, in Twitter and things like that. But I think um, over the next few weeks we're going to see a, a much bigger story emerge. Uh, it, it sounds like he now really wants to put the record straight uh, to really make sure that that there's no questioning uh, or if there is any questioning, that that those questions are all answered um, and that the whole thing is put to bed. Um, Legally, that does put him into something of a predicament um, because so what's being discussed over the last couple of days in the Slack is that if he is Satoshi and the original creator of the system and the first miner of the network, it actually makes him a distributor of money and in, in many countries around the world, including the country where he lives right now, uh, that is actually against the law. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how that gets handled and what that brings for for Craig and for Bitcoin. Um I, he sounds confident that it's it's going to be okay um i i, I mean for me brendan i'm so pumped that, that all these
0: people saying that there's no way he could be Toshi or any of that i don't want to go on the old like he's satoshi and make a god of a man because everyone's no. shit bleeds and pisses right excuse my
2: french yeah. right i, and, I would like um, to say that uh, that uh, on, Greg, whatever if he is satoshi or he is not but in the same time i believe that he is the the uh, the, the the one that defend the satoshi vision Other, yeah. otherwise yeah so uh, I, I don't i don't i don't care if he is uh, uh, satoshi or not but he is defending the Satoshi's vision,
0: really. Yeah, and he's been consistent, isn't he? I I know no one else in the space that has been rock solid consistent <clears throat> in what Bitcoin is, what it should be, why it is, and how it works. And it's almost it. it people don't like it, but I think
2: there's something quite. Um, that's a really nice thing, isn't it? He nice. Said, he talked about this. He said uh, in in an article, why am uh, why I am uh just uh uh uh, trolling and i don't like to troll hey
0: it's good humor isn't it that's it the guy's an australian he's got good you know about that you're an australian brendan
1: what what tell us about australian humor operation stiff vickies (laughs) (laughs) uh look that's one thing i really love about craig so he's he's actually from brisbane originally um which is where i live uh makes me very proud um to, to come from here and he is, I sometimes, sometimes I read his Twitter and I, I cannot help but just literally laugh out loud because some of the stuff he writes is, is so funny. And I think a lot of people don't get that sense of humor and um, it, it, they, they feel like that reflects negatively on him. I think that's just them not really understanding who he is and, um, you know, I've I've been lucky enough to meet Craig on, on on a few occasions now. Um he is always in the Slack. Um and in that environment you get the chance to uh interact with him, to chat with him. He's always very responsive. Um he shares a lot of himself. Uh he to, yeah, no, to people you- who who treat him with respect and so if you go to him and you ask questions and you are genuinely seeking knowledge uh he will help you um and that's one of the things that i really really love about craig and is is that his willingness to share so Mm.
0: and i think with that i think we should call it a day um it's a really wonderful show today i think we're gonna open the ports it can be risky as well as welcoming uh so yeah. a bit a massive thank you uh saudi crypto i mean clearly yeah. wh- wh- whereabouts in saudi arabia you based if you mind me
2: asking uh in riyadh
0: oh in riyadh fantastic so you know you guys are really on the on the curve you know so um and thank you for all our listeners um today and see litecoin ed uh maxx uh who else we got there let's scroll up there uh, lots of different people in there, I, uh, Super Duper, tis, uh, and Litecoin Lucky. So, you know, and and everyone, RT share this. Is there any final thought, Brendan? You'd like to give a final thought, and and um, before we make a close.
1: Um, well, I guess just uh, how excited I am about uh, Bitcoin. Uh, one of the, co- I think one of my favourite comments that's come out over the last few weeks, um, at the bottom of. Craig's first article, uh, where he started outlining the history of the Satoshi uh, story, he said, "Bitcoin is light, and it is here to shine a light on on everything that we do." And to me, that just says this is this is the sun. This is warmth. Bask in it. Move towards it. Um, it's it's going to make things grow you know we need light to survive and and to to have that that feeling that this is going to make things work so much better and grow so much faster you know that's that's what i really want people to 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 start thinking about is how will money that is liquid that just moves without friction how is that going to change the way we do business Uh, the way we build software, the way we build applications. You know, we can really approach things in a completely different manner. You know, look at things like the money button um, that just make it so simple to build money into your software. Um, You know, I run uh, Bitcoin uh, meetup.net. I put a money button on my website. I am not a, a web developer. I know not the intricacies of payment processing and all of this kind of stuff. It took me less than one minute. And I had a working money button on my website. So, you know, that is what is possible with Bitcoin. And, um, you know, for me to be able to do that, that was massively eye opening. So, yeah, if don't be afraid, uh, come into the light. We're here to help. Um, we want to help, we want to grow this. Um, you know, yeah, that's basically my message to everyone. Wow. Uh, Amen. Day, so. I, I have
2: one message to 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 uh, to everybody. Uh, Go on, buddy. In, 2000, in 2010, uh, we needed uh, the pizza man just to make uh, the uh, the Bitcoin uh, as uh, an exchange, a real uh, to use to to be used as a real money. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we found the Bitcoin in the exchanges only. Uh, but in uh, 2019, we don't need the pizza money, uh, the pizza man right now. We need businessmen to start building their business through Bitcoin.
0: Wow fantastic and and i'll add to that that's absolutely true uh all of those comments very inspiring i I love shows like this because it always gets me dead dead excited i think there's so much potential growth we truly are in days of first mover advantage so the businesses that build on the fabric of bitcoin today will be the businesses leaders of tomorrow and with that i'd like to close the show ladies and gentlemen it's always a pleasure me and brandon will be here again and uh we will have more of our visitors and friends thank you very much Saudi crypto for joining us today we do love uh, different opinions different ideas and we all are thinking the same thing i, th- I think that's what i'm feeling here that, that everyone is feeling excited about the space there's so much growth and potential and and now is the time to be get beaver in we're um with that ladies and gentlemen have a wonderful day take it easy Bye bye